Star Wars session. Extra, extra, extra. Hi, Republic. Hello there, Star Wars Sessions fans, and yes, indeed, Star Wars fans. It's Matt here, aka Jabba the Hud, and welcome to this spoiler free mini review of The High Republic, The Fallen Star. I kind of dilly dallied about whether to do a dilly dally is a very English phrase from our international listeners. That means I went back and forward. I kind of dilly dallied on whether to do a spoiler episode or a non-spoiler episode because an awful lot happens in this book and at times it might be quite hard to uh, traverse the murky waters of Spoilerville. However, I shall do. If you haven't read The Fallen Star, then feel free to continue listening because I'm not going to spoil uh, specific moments within the book. So I'm going to keep it spoiler-free. However... The marketing itself is a massive spoiler for this Star Wars and the High Republic and the authors. Fair dues. You know, they are pushing the end of phase one of the High Republic and the marketing and the posters they've released have been great. However, they do entirely spoil what's going to happen in this book, as does maybe something about this book, i.e. the title. However, non-spoilers, I hold here in my hands a copy of The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray, possibly the best author in the Star Wars galaxy, uh, certainly since the uh, new canon was introduced. And before we crack on with this, I want to have a big shout out to Delray UK and the team over there, the Legends, for sending this copy over for review consideration. It's always very much appreciated. Uh, So uh, shout out to your geezers, to your legends, to your lads and ladies. Thank you. So... On to the book now. What is it all about? Right, it's a direct sequel to, uh, well, To the Light of the Jedi, the first book by Charles Saul, and Kavan Scott's The Rising Storm. Um, and it signals the end of Wave 3 of Phase 1 of The High Republic, which was titled Light of the Jedi. Uh, the Fallen Star, so Starlight Beacon is it's operational, as we know. The Night Hill are out there, led by Marshall Rowe. He's uh He wants to strike... Uh, he still wants to strike at the heart of the Republic and Chancellor So, and the Jedi as well, and show him show the galaxy that the Nihil are here to stay, and they are there to extinguish the light of the Jedi. Lorna D is still uh, persona non gratis within the Nihil, so this book is set on Starlight Beacon for the most part, and. What I will say is I very much got kind of I got Titanic vibes throughout or the towering inferno, maybe a little mix of the both of them kind of sense of dread. But it's that kind of lingering sense that, you know, something's coming. You know, you you watch Titanic, you know, the ship's going to sink. But, you know, but now it's just a journey up to that destination. The Falling Star is very much... I can't keep tapping the book, sorry. Uh, the Falling Star is very much that. You can probably... Imagine what's going to happen, but you're leading up to it. You know as a reader what is going to happen. And you're now reacting to the characters within as they make decisions based on what they think is happening. And uh, you can squeal and scream at the pages all you want. It probably won't change what they're going to do. So um, the book mainly focuses on uh, Elzar Man 
uh, and Stellan Geos, certainly from the Jedi side. Bill Zetifar and Beriaga get a lot to do as well. The Nihil are the Nihil aren't, aren't present. I wouldn't say they're major players in terms of can I say screen time, page time, but of course you know Marcion Rowand, his plan hangs over the entirety of the story and we get a couple of returning characters nan the wonderfully named nan uh she re- she returns we get more with uh leox affi and geode our boy the rock and their ship the vessel uh, and then we get some conflict with an old enemy of leox's called coley lin which is kind of like a subplot throughout as you've got the jedi are fighting to do what they need to do against some resistance on board the um starlight beacon and Elzar is, uh, he still has, his, obviously he has his feelings for Avar. This is what's going on in the other books. And Stellan is very much experiencing his uh, existential crisis. The book pretty much has, you know, the poster boy of the Jedi, Stellan Geos, going through the ringer. Put it like that. He He's put through some stuff mentally throughout this book and it's really, really well handled. Again, what I've always found interesting about the High Republic or intriguing is the characterizations. These are all new characters, and of course with that comes the need to set them up, to make them interesting, develop them, flesh them out, etc, etc. And I think all of the authors have done that exceedingly well, even in the books that I haven't been as um, hyper keen on. There are a few, but for the most part I've enjoyed the High Republic as a whole. But um, one thing I can't knock is the development. And that goes to the comics as well. And the audio dramas too. Can't forget about those. So uh, Claudia Gray does another great job of continuing the development of Elzar Man, Stellan Geos, Bel Zetifar, Beriaga, their relationship together as well. Um, fantastically done. Um, and we get a we get a naughty, we get get naughty a droid, JJ5145. Naughty, naughty boy Elzar Man plays a a little trick on uh, Stellangios regarding a droid, so check that out. And um, we get some, we get mentions of Raftars, which is pretty cool. The uh, the great leveler, we believe, certainly, well, certainly I say we believe, returns in some form. And of course, the story is centering around Chancellor So's greatest of the greats works. What will be the fate of the Starlight Beacon and the Jedi? Uh, I think this book's really very good. I really like this book. Um, I thought the Rise of Storm was was pretty good, was pretty damn good. But I think the Fallen Star is really good. The last novel of uh, Claudia Gray's from the High Republic into the Dark. I think I think it took a while to get going. For me, it took about half of the book to really get going. And that's not like for me. That's not like a Claudia Gray book in Star Wars. I've loved everything she's done. But when it, when that did get going, it got going. This starts with a good pace. The opening kind of ten chapters are great. Um, it starts off with some good intrigue, as I mentioned, that looming sense of dread, which I think actually permeates the entirety of the High Republic, which I'll get to shortly. But um, it gets some good intrigue, and it ramps up, just ramps up again like the other books do. By about halfway, this ramps up, this explodes into life. However, unlike so many other books, this one uh, kept me more intrigued in that first half, so... Uh, good connections to the other novels. Yes, I, yes, you do need to read the other books to know what's going on, to know who these characters are. The Light of the Jedi and the Rising Storm especially. If you've read the uh, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose older books or the comics um, and listened to the audio drama, The Tempest Runner, then you're going to get even more 
from this. There's some great connections, a really nice connection to Trailer Shadows, the Daniel Jose Older uh, line of comics going on. So, um, yeah, I think this book is very, very good. Very, very good. There are some moments in it for fans of the High Republic which are going to uh, pierce them like a lightsaber through the torso. The one thing I've said since Light of the Jedi came out is that the High Republic has the element of surprise. That's the one, well not one, but that's one of the advantages that it has over the uh, canon novel set within the the existing time period, the Skywalker saga period, kind of your Republic, Rebellion and Resistance time period. You're, they're, they're kind of shackled somewhat by the overarching story. High Republic, anything goes, bro. Anything goes. And this is what happens here. You don't know who's going to live, who's going to survive, which is kind of at the tagline, who's going to survive. But everyone is fair game for uh, for death, which for me makes any story infinitely better. Plot, you know, having plot armor is it can derail a story somewhat for me. Certainly, when it comes to the stakes, there's that word. But I think in the High Republic, what they're getting right is they are, they're, they, you know, they're saying, look, you know. Who can, who's going to survive? We're, there's stakes here, but they're delivering on it. They are delivering on it. There are moments in this book when I thought, oh no, oh please don't, oh they've done it. Um, moment towards the end, again no spoilers, where I was generally, you know, I could feel the welling. I was like, damn, oh man, you know. And this is it, it, the fact that it's well written as well, but it's well written and there's and the development that came before and the focus that has afforded to certain characters. Really, really, really solid, solid ending, fabulous ending, uh, really well written. The pacing is very good. There's exciting moments throughout. A few, a few things here and there, which I think after reading it, I could, would maybe like a bit more explanation. One of them is a spoiler, so I can't really mention it as of yet, but, um, Avar Chris isn't in this book as much as probably some people would like. However, I don't think that's a bad thing. This era promised to tell the story of the greatest Jedi, plural, of all of the time. So everyone's going to get a chance to shine, which they are. Some more than others, especially in, in recent books. But Avar will certainly have her time again soon enough. She, in terms of the novel, she's going to come front and centre once again. And she's in the book. And uh, But her parts in the book, I'm not sure they're going to get explained again in another medium or not. Because I would quite kind of liked them too um some of the things that happen i'd have liked to have seen uh how it affected the galaxy as a whole or certainly citizens i think we could have had a little bit more wider scope in terms of locality and the wider reaching emotions or effects um but really other than that not really an awful lot wrong with this book to be honest um i think it wraps up phase one nicely if not totally solidly but that's because we know we've got two more phases to come so that's fine by me. Uh, and plus, you've also got um, we've got Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older coming out in terms of this recording in a, in a few weeks' time. So um, yeah, there's not really much I didn't like. There's surprises, there's tragedy, there's emotion, uh, there's excitement as I've mentioned. There's good action. There's some good humour in it as well. My boy Geode, shout out, he's a rock throughout. <sighs> but um, but um. Yeah, can't really argue with this book. The Fallen Star wraps up what is a really decent trilogy, if you want to call it that, with Light of the Jedi, The Rising Storm, and now The Fallen Star. It's a fantastic, fantastic 
uh, trilogy of books to kick off the High Republic and of course all of the other seasonings sprinkled around with the YA books, the comics and all that. Um, we've got, uh, we, like I said, we've got two more phases to come. We've got uh, two more phases and countless waves within those to go. Uh, continuing with phase two, which is titled uh, the, well, has the moniker of Quest of the Jedi, which starts in October 2022. And we've got a whole new band of authors joining as well. Zoraida Cordova, George Mann, Tessa Gratton and Lydia Kang are joining the authors that we already have uh, on the project Lumina so that's going to be exciting and I think that was needed not because I don't like the first stable of authors I think they're great I think they've all delivered filthy books but I think it's going to only make the higher public content and the quality of it stronger by having new voices coming in I think I just think anything like that any any kind of shake-up is good they're going to be briefed and they're going to be prepped by the existing stable to put their voice and their spin on this story. So I think it's a great thing having new uh, writers in, especially uh, some of the names there as well. So if you haven't read any of the other High Republic books, you will struggle to get into this because it very much relies on what's come before. There's great tie-ins uh, throughout. It's not one which I, I don't think it's one you can just pick pick up. Um, I if, if you haven't been keeping tabs of the High Republic, you know, check out YouTube or something and get a Rising Storm or Life of the Jedi recap video. I'm sure somebody's got them on there to get you up to speed. But I think if you've been following the High Republic, this is a very, very, very exciting, very worthy end to the first phase of the High Republic. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I read the first few chapters on the day I got it and then I got waylaid. I got sidelined by something, so I had to stop. And then literally over three quarters of the book in one evening, bish, bash, bosh, gone. And then the following afternoon, smashed it, rest of it out. I didn't want to put this book down, but it was it was getting to 20 past one in the morning and I had to. I was like, damn, if I don't put it down now, I ain't ever going to get any sleep. So I put it down, next day, finished up. Um, didn't want to put it down, and that to me is a sign of a very good book. There have been some Star Wars books which I've read in fits and starts or segments and haven't always felt the the pull of the force to come back and reread or continue reading but with the fallen star i had to force myself to put it down that such is the strengths of the story the characters and the writing which i think are all top notch uh if, if you haven't read any of the high republic well thanks for listening it's really really worth checking out especially now that looks like lucasfilm and disney are putting more stock in it Obviously having the, the extra phases, we knew they were coming anyway. The Acolyte in a couple of years' time set at the end of this. And all of the other rumours surrounding a potential animated show or, or video games as well set in this era. I think there's no better time now than to dive into the High Republic because now you've got you've certainly three um, uh, adult books, would you call them? I don't know what the, the, the correct phrase is. That's me not showing my uh, canon knowledge there. But... In terms of the the grown up books, you got three you got three of those really good ones. You have got plenty of YA books, and again, don't be put off by YA. My favourite book, Lost Stars, is apparently a YA book, and it's the best of the bunch. So, um, but yeah, if, now's the time. Get on board with the High Republic. Check out the comics. Check out the manga they've got coming out. Everything about it is is top notch. It's new a new a different era of the galaxy. There's no holds barred. Almost nobody's safe. And and to that end, it's so, I think so far. Phase one of the High Republic has been a very, very big success. 
they're continuously getting into the higher echelons of the the best-selling uh, book lists and the New York Times and so on and so forth. Uh, they get good reviews generally across the board and from fans. You've seen the uh, outpouring of support. When we were at MCM Comic Con, we saw some Vanestra Rose. We saw some Avar Chris cosplayers. Fantastic. I remember saying to Lukey Boy, I remember stopping him in his tracks. Like, right, we've got to interview these guys and get a picture because... This is this is where the fun begins. This is when you know something's hit when the cosplays start dropping, and I expect to see a lot more towards the time we get to Star Wars Celebration and Comic Con MCM in London towards the end of the year as well. So, uh, looking forward to Phase Two coming in October 2022. But like we said, we've still got Midnight Horizon from Daniel Jose Older dropping uh, in February, beginning of February. So, looking forward to that. I, I think the cover for that looks boss as it is. But the High Republic, the Fallen Star. Left me feeling, uh, left me welling up. Maybe it will do to you as well. But it is vital that you read the other material surrounding it. So for me, I'm going to give The Fallen Star two thumbs up. I thought this book was fabulous. Where it sits on my High Republic list yet, I don't quite know. I know it was better than Out of the Shadows, which was the last one I read. Liked it. Didn't love it. Tempest Runner was good as well. I liked that a lot. Light of the Jedi was fabulous. You know, the, the and the young adult books I've enjoyed as well. They all add their own little story. Whether there is, whether there is grown up and mature as you want, or they are aimed at a younger audience, they are still vital. They still got some great moments in it, and they all connect as well. They all connect, so they all count. So yeah, Fallen Star, two thumbs up. Really enjoyed it. Claudia Gray smashed that out of the park. Claudia, I want to have a word of you about some of your decisions about some of these characters. Hmm, broke my heart, Claudia. Let's talk. So, if you haven't read it, go check it out. Or listen to it on Audible, uh, with Mark Thompson's fabulous narration. The Audible audiobooks are great. We're not sponsored by them. Sponsor us, but we're not. So, check it out. Go pick it up. Go get an audiobook, whatever you want. Let me know what you thought of the book. I know a lot of people love this book already. I'd love to know what you thought of The High Republic, The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. It gets two thumbs up from me. So, thank you for listening. And if you want to talk spoilers, jump in the GM DMs and we'll go from there. But thank you for listening to this uh, non-spoiler review of The Fallen Star. If you like what you're hearing from Star Wars Sessions, please consider dropping us a five-star review or rating on your podcast provider of choice, which now includes Spotify. Just start there on the app right at the top. Hit those five stars. takes five seconds. We will be eternally in your debt, a life debt. You could stay. You could find us online. Just find us on social media, Star Wars Sessions. Hit us up, starwarsessions.co.uk for all the sessions, news and info. However, with that, I'm going to get aboard the Essex Falcon. I'm going to give you a salute and I'm going to say, see ya.